This is kind of firing up the internet by store right now. There's a thing called Playlist AI. So are playlisters becoming obsolete? Is that what curators are becoming obsolete? You're listening to Athena, the OG Spotify curator. What a rolling no, intro. No. We haven't introduced you yet. This what is just a, a rolling warm up. intro. This is a warm up, but it, to me, that's like, that's not new. That has yeah. existed for years on multiple, whether it's Pandora. Is that just the same as Pandora being like, yeah. yo, I want, you know, it wasn't uh, chill, whatever music? It wasn't consumer facing. That's what it was. I think it just was a, a, a business product. So yes. only internally, everybody's been using that shit. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like people <laughs> subconsciously are using this already. Like it's just not presented that way. I think a lot of it is just hype. You know, it's not yeah. like anything necessarily innovative. But, but it could also be. Potentially, I'm sure down the line, someone will figure out a way to game that. I'm sure there's a way to game it. I'm sure Spotify is trying to acquire, you know, they're trying to give Microsoft a run for their money now. I mean, it's honestly, it doesn't seem that revolutionary to me because it's like, what is the difference between that and the algorithm picking a song for me to play next when I listen to... Yes, but we figured out... Well, not figured out, but I feel like a lot of people have figured out how to kind of game the normal algorithm. So if AI is like pulling it from a different... It's not. It's just training on playlists that exist already. I'm just being optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably the same. Welcome back to 997. This is the debut episode of season nine of the Only Music Discovery podcast. On today's episode, we have our friend and former guest joining us as a new co-host, the one and only Athena Yasaman. Athena introduces a dynamic young creative collective from Ghana called Super Jazz Club, as well as Stella, a rising artist pushing the sounds of her hometown of Athens, Greece forward. We introduce Indian-Australian artist Ashwara with an explosive new single and get lost in offerings from Bliss Samsa and Arima Adira, amongst more. Plus, a sit-down interview with rising hip-hop artist Ben Riley. We dive into what it means to be yourself within a persona, building an intentional world for his art, the value of manifesting what you want, and more live from the studio and brought to you by the orchard and human resources this is not a podcast this is not a radio show this is not 97 enjoy welcome back welcome back to 997 not a podcast not a radio show season nine episode one rashad what up we made it we back we back 2023 to season nine another one and you know, bittersweet moment right now. We want to say a shout out to Genesis for riding with us shout. for the last two, three years. Genesis has hung up her microphone and her headphones. She retired. <laughs> she retired at the game, put her jersey in the rafters. Big homie Genesis. The Genesis pick will live on. The The emo songs that make you happy will live on, and we will continue to hold that up. But we have a very special guest, a very special new guest host in the building, who you know if you've been riding with 997, who you know if you've been riding with Music Discovery for the better part of the last decade, mm. the one and only Athena. Hey, what up? What's good? Welcome. Welcome back to Not 97. The legend. Athena. Hey. We appreciate you. We appreciate everything you've done. When you were on last, which was like three, maybe four years ago. It was four. It's, it's got to be four. 
Mm-hmm. Because it was before COVID. It was pre-COVID. It was pre-COVID. And we told you then, we, we sung your praises and said a lot of the work that you had done in, inspired us to do what we do. Appreciate you. And, you know, I hold the a tweet that you wrote high up and in my heart of you saying that Not 97 is the closest, spirit I don't know. Spirit animal. Sp- spirit, yeah, spirit animal to what you built with Fresh Finds. That's and, right. And, and that continues to mean so much to me. So if you don't mind introducing yourself a little bit, telling the people who you are, what you do, what you've done. Sure, yay. What's up, everybody? I'm Athena. People know me for a lot of things. I'm a violinist, a producer, music curator, DJ. I DJ at The Lot Radio, and I'm also head of community and curation strategy at Catalog right now. And I'm just really trying to push independent music it's really amazing. That needs a signal boost. Mm. That also happens to be the name of my show at the Law Radio. Crazy plug right there. Before we even had you on the show, before we even met, I think I was like in your DMs trying to get you on the show <laughs> because we knew about you as a well-respected curator, someone who had a lot of great relationships in music with both people in the industry and artists and facilitated a lot of bringing a new generation of artists into buildings like Spotify. Appreciate um, you, yeah. And seeing you progress, I think, has always been an inspiration to us of just being on the cutting edge from streaming to, you know, to Web3 where you are now. The way you've moved is is wild. You know, just always looking at what's ahead and being like, I want to be a part of that and be a part of introducing the next generation of artists into that. Yeah, I, f- I, th- I think it's really important to always be curious, explore. I mean, the minute you think you know everything, you just become stagnant. And I think it's just important just to keep going and just pay attention to what's going on in the world. But doesn't mean necessarily you need to jump onto every trend, like make a lo-fi playlist with AI. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but on a serious note, you guys continue to inspire me, even like from the first time I was on this show. We're like crowded around in a little clothing store. Yeah. To now it's just like the progression, like... Now we got a video. We got beautiful. We in the studio. We in the studio. The brand is strong. The Not 97 brand is strong. The brand is strong. The brand has um, been in the gym. It's helped so many artists. So Gracias. I'm honored to be a part of it now. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to have you here. So without further ado, I, I say we get into it. The first song of the night, the first song of season nine, is is an artist from Melbourne by way of India, was born in India, grew up in Australia, is around 22, 23 years old. I found this song, found this video, and was blown away, just immediately explosive energy and and, and a lot of, like, variety in the sound and the production. And I think, you know, I think I talked about this a lot last season, and I think I'm going to carry it into this season of finding artists that don't fit into... A box artist that I listen to one song and it immediately blows me away and I go listen to another song it might sound completely different and and that is what excites me about music right now and that excites me about young artists that don't feel like they need to have a genre have a sound so I'm excited to play this I've been sitting on it for a minute until we could sit back at this table and I could say here we go can't relate by Ashwarya that whatever we say is really important. Oh no. Oh no. Oh my god. 
okay? You wanna say? You talking shit? I can't relate. You talk all day? You talk all night? I can't relate. The shit you say. So, just shut up, bro. I be on the run. Just shut up, bro. I be on the come Just shut up, talking too much, only getting dumber. If you wanna say that, I don't wanna hear that. Don't be talking smack. I can't relate. I think like I've been, I think I'll, you know, I normally play or always play the first song of the night. I think especially for the first episode of the season, I'm like, I want to hit it hard. I think last season for one of the first songs I played was Willow Kane from the UK, who also gives me this kind of like explosive, multifaceted pop star energy. And that's what I got from this. Yeah, the, the energy is the main fucking course when you really listening to it. And then... Aesthetically, like, you know, I'm a video guy always. It's just clean, simple, straight to the point. You know, it's, it shows her personality. And then she gets starts singing. And then it kind of, like, you know, gives you that extra dynamic to her artistry, which is ill. And then back to the fucking energy, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I don't have nothing, nothing bad to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, normally when people are like, oh, you can't categorize this. And then you're like, okay, like, let me hear it. Like for yeah, me, like it. for me, no, I can't. No, oh. that's the thing. That was oh. gonna be my point. Is that like for me? Usually, like drums are a lot of the times like what determines the genre mm-hmm. or at least the influences. Mm-hmm. Like for ninety percent of the things you hear, you, you could probably just kind of roughly categorize that way. But like with that one, it's just like you can't really do that. And I think that's really awesome. But it does have like a very like bombastic. Mm. energy that like i think appeals to people that are completely different but just like that energy yeah so i'm taking it yeah she super young started making music and or started releasing music in like 2020 dropped a debut ep in 21 called nocturnal hours and through i guess the the label partner manager that that put it out had a connection to vic mensa and got him on a track mm. <laughs> so but yeah but but I, I feel like she hasn't really crossed over to kind of a U.S. Mm-hmm. market yet. Has gotten love in Australia and, and in that kind of like world. And also has, has really repped her own culture in in interesting ways that like you don't always see from pop artists in terms of like her Indian heritage and like what that means to her. So I think that that's kind of a cool angle as well. And one that 
you know, makes me even more excited to press play and promote it and, and see what comes next. Let's stay international. And yeah. Athena, if you'd like to introduce your first song of the night from Ghana. So I'm going to play you a creative collective from Ghana. It's consisting of nine artist producers and filmmakers. Mm. So in 2019, they moved into an apartment studio where they collaborate together. And they really kind of just experiment with like a ton of sound palettes. And they're kind of also one of those groups where like every song is like pretty different. Like it maybe is uncategorical, but they cite some <laughs> wide ranging influences like the Neptunes, Brian Eno and Queen. So that's pretty eclectic. Yeah, yeah. eclectic. <laughs> so yeah, let's just run it. So this is Mad by Super Jazz Club. That's fire, too. Damn. You didn't uh, expect to hear that come out of Ghana. I like to imagine that that the location is, like, the apartment that they make music in. Like, Even if it's not, I was watching the video, like, okay, if I would have to separate the video and the song. 
the video itself has its own story. Like mm-hmm. the video intentionally enhances the song, which yeah. is um basically the opposite of not opposite of what Matt just played, but like Matt, your artist was like a fairly simple video as opposed this is like a full narrative tr- yeah. narrative and you gotta watch mm-hmm. you gotta watch it separately almost and then like listen to the song you know but the song itself is is a calm like groove where if you were to just hear it without the video you wouldn't have even put the two yeah, together you would, I don't think you would like think those go together you wouldn't even put it together but I think but, what's interesting about that is that the lyrics and the vibe of the song kind of contradict as well. Yes, 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 yes. And so, like, the lyrics, they're, like, you know, basically saying, like, don't try me, you know? I stay like, away from making me mad. I'm yeah. not fucking with that. Yeah. But uh, in, like, such a cutesy way. Yeah, it's no, like, they're, like, like, they're, like, checking you. They're, like, don't fuck with me. Yeah. But it's in, like, that guitar is very soothing. Mm-hmm. But so, then it goes into that little bridge part where it's, like, it gets a little turned up, yeah. yeah forgot which, the lyrics, which, but. Once you explain it as a collective, too, where there's directors and then there's musicians or just artists in general, you got to think of it like there there's two different processes, mm-hmm. literally at least two different processes being done at the same time. Like there's the people that's making the music and then they had a whole different group of people who were like, we're also going to make a movie about them the music that you got just made. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's a real think tank, so it becomes a art project at that point. Like, you got to really dissect it, which is which is dope. No, I fuck with it. And and I love, they have the lyrics on under the video, and, and, like, if you read the lyrics, it's, you would not expect it to sound like that, you no. know? He's like, yeah. open, swinging all the doors and let the hose in. Grudges on ice, keep it frozen. <laughs> yes. You know? And Acapella. Then, <laughs> nah, just go for it. And then he it. says, bitch, you're one stay away from making me mad. I stay away from the drama and all that. I'm not bigger than that. I'm not fucking with that. And you're like, he's really, like, like angry. You, you would imagine, thought. like, the sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's, like, a completely different vibe. Their latest single, Three in the Morning, it's, like, more up-tempo. Like, almost, like, kind of, like, these drum and bassy kind of type drums. It's just, mm. like, completely different so i just i like that they're not afraid to experiment and do different sounds and like since i first heard that song last year i just been it's just fun to not know what to expect but just like enjoy the music i don't know i think that they got potential to be a super group yeah the they're world. already a super group yeah let's get them over here first yeah, first the u.s show let's go that would be amazing and like rashad said incredible name Rashad. Who I got first? Bliss. Okay. Was, <laughs> you know I'm not going to do much talking. Here we go. <laughs> Bliss Samsa, cold shoulder.
Actually, a moniker, of course, a stage name, real name Nathan. But my guy actually had a few career arcs. You know what I mean? He changed his name from Nathan at one point. It was Monsoon, Monsoon Siren. That was another name he had. Sick. And then he changed it again to This Is Now Bliss. And Bliss Samsa. Yes, Bliss Samsa. So. I don't know how the hell I got here. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> don't know how I got here. My man is from India, born and based, also film student. So another film adjacent person. Did some research. He had a write-up in Rolling Stone in 2014. 2014. So in this, he was, the, the article said he was 20. It was Rolling Stone, India. He was 20 at that time. So he's like seasoned, essentially, in the game. Like he's been making music for a while. That was under his other name. Under his other name, though, on Monsoon Siren. And so I came across this, and this had, like, what, maybe, what, 300 plays or something on YouTube? Less than that, yeah. And his Spotify is, like, 15,000 monthly listeners or something. I was just like, dude, you can't sound like this and (laughs) not have viewers. Like, you are amazing. Like, and he obviously has this amazing falsetto and... Just the build up on the beat, and it was just very cinematic. Obviously, you know, once you do the research, you're a film student, you start building your music like a movie, and it feels like that. It do- It did feel like that. Like that. That tempo change. Like I noticed they like he used this like kind of like swelling upwards thing, and then right after that, like tempo went way down, and then it's just like all the sonics and everything. It's like oh now we're underwater. This is like part. Too. Mm. It's like kind of like a film, you know, like this yeah. is the next act one, act two. Act, yeah. Oh, man. And if you really get deep into it, you start listening to the lyrics and, you know, it's a it's an endearing song in general. Like it's just about love and 
being there for people and shit. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I had to play that. And he got the look. Got yeah, the, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. drip. He got, he got drip. Oh, let me see. Yeah, yeah. he got. Are you on the gram? He, I, I googled him just now and went to the Monsoon Siren Twitter, and he's his last post was he said, over the last three years, I've been working on a vast body of work that feels too small for Monsoon Siren. Um, so he said, if you're interested to see who I'm going to beat till the worms get me, it's Bliss Samza. So interesting that he he made a delineation of being like Monsoon Siren was too small. I'm going big, and that's Bliss Samsa. Yes, and as we were on the IG looking at his numbers again, it's, I mean, again, he rebranded. He's looking like a model, right? He looks like a model, and then his three, he has 374, 347, sorry, I'm a little dyslexic, <laughs> uh, followers. <laughs> so it's like, bro, I mean, shout out. So I just had to play it just to say we played it because it's yeah. going to be something. I really like that song. That it, it it feels very fresh. It also kind of gave me, and th- this is my transition into my next song, but it gave me this like kind of early 2010s mm. kind of vibe almost. Mm. I don't know because it because it had a little because it had a little disco-y in it, and it was like I don't know maybe I'm off, but it gave me a little like MGMT almost where it's I like see that. Okay. you know where it's like there's some dance elements to it and you could move to it, but it's also very much like I can see it's that. dreamy. I don't know. I can see that. I understand what you're saying. It's not a lot of MGMT adjacent. Like I don't know who else. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> but I know what you what you mean. Yeah, it is like a, a little electro pop yeah. type of sound, but a little disco. Electro pop is the word. That's a good one. Yeah, but all that to say is I'm transitioning into real. We we in the 2009 <laughs> club mm. on some on some James Murphy LCD sound system type shit. I got put onto this through an A and R that was in. This building, who works at AWOL, who was just sending me music and was like, "Ah, I'm really excited about this dude. He goes by The Dare. The song is called Girls and sent it to me a few months ago. And I just have kept kept thinking about it and kept listening to it. And and I don't know. It's just one of those. It's like short and sweet. They hard, though. Short and sweet, but it has such a, a commitment to... To, to what it is, you know, and, and I really fuck with that. So, one, shout out to Bridget at AWOL for, for sending this through, and, and let's listen to it. This shit is cool. It's called The Dare. The song is called Girls. I like the girls that do drugs. Girls with cigarettes. Hey, y'all. As you know, here at Not 97, we work to get permission from all the artists and rights holders that we play on the show. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get the rights to play the full song here. That said, tap in with the dare, listen to girls, and then swing back. Nah, he make hits. Wow. He makes straight hits. The dare. That's um, crazy. Yeah. That woke me up. It'll wake you up. Can't sleep through that I, one. I'm really hype on this this kid. He too, Whoa. like, he too, like, uh, you know, has a very, you, you know... A very specific image. How old is he? He looks really He's young. young. He's young. My man wears suits. He he wears suits 100%. And He's the guy. He, so he was making, similar to Rashad, similar to the artist you, you just introduced, The Dare was making music under a different moniker called Turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> we 
which is a great name as well. My man is two for two. Turtlenecked. He was making music as for years and then said, I just wanted to make something fun and, and start foray into like, he called it Electro Clash, techno house. And that's how the dare was born. And so. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I was going to Go say, because it, it sounds, I, w- the, like the first three seconds you played it, I was like, oh, is this Calvin Harris? Like before he went pop dance? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is this the real Calvin Harris? Please no, stand no, no. up. Can I play like, the first? Specifically, Let's see. the, the album, I, I created disco. This part? Yeah. yeah it's like <laughs> LCD so- sound yeah. system. And then like early Calvin Harris, yeah. like he was doing the like electro clash thing. And he even has a song called The Girls. And the whole theme, I, I wonder if he was influenced by that song, mm-hmm. is what I, I was yeah. going to say, because they're so similar, those songs. Like, it, it reminded me of that energy. When I heard this, this is what I always think when I go to Berlin, I'm going to just <laughs> see a bunch of this going on in this video, and I'm going to hear a bunch of this music. And it might, I might. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's happening here in New York. It's clearly, uh, clearly. right now in New but York. But but it does like it does give me kind of that that like I don't know. It's like it gives me that feeling of what you're saying, where it's like I'm like oh, if it's nice to know that this is still happening in New York. So I, I, apparently he DJs is like a resident DJ at a Home Sweet Home, which mm. isn't too far from where we are right now in the East Village. Mm. I guess it's like East Village, Lower East Side, maybe. But that's like. Basement, club type vibe, and I think the video was shot there, and so he's he's actively in that scene, and and I think it's cool that he's like I want to make music now that reflects, you know, the people and and the energy that I'm around. Yeah, you are. That was like the new everybody knows. <laughs> that was all it. the girls standing in the line. Yeah. That was the new one. Yeah, the dare. So definitely, that's, that's like I think that's the first song he dropped under that under that name. So definitely keep an eye and an ear out for what my man has next. All right, Athena, what you got? Okay, all right. The next one I got is by Stella. Stella with a sigma, by the way, mm. the Greek letter. Okay. Yeah. If you don't know what a sigma is, Google it. Yes. Quickly. <laughs> and she's based in Athens, Greece. So let's play it, and then I'll talk more about. It. i 
Uzo to cheers and drink, but yeah, we get we get the idea. Corona's fine. Cor- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Corona, empty Corona bottle. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the title song of the record. And so she she worked with this producer. And I'm not gonna butcher his name. Mm. I think it's Redinho. As a he says he styled as like a '60s Greek folk pop record. So Fire. this this record is like really personal for me on like a few levels. So one on that level because when I was growing up in my childhood, my dad is Greek Cypriot and he would mm. play all these tapes from the '60s of Greek folk and pop. And it's just like the whole record has like these little hints, like little bazooki lines and stuff, and it's just like. It you just, understand. I understand it, yeah. Like, I haven't actually played it for my dad yet, but I'm excited no. to play it for him because he's very much in this mindset of, like, oh, the modern Greek music. Does yeah. he sound like this? Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not the same. I don't like it. But I'm fairly confident he would, like, he really loved this. This specific song, so that beginning part that goes, like, the main thing of the song, I didn't really know initially why i was so attracted to it but then i read the background of the song Mm. and they said that it's an interpolation of iranian pop diva from the 60s song her name is gugush the song is called golbi goldon and so this is very specific but i'm half persian (laughs) and half greek cypriot and this song like literally like makes me feel seen Mm. yeah like i'm the i'm the type of person you know when i was growing up i never saw my name on a keychain maybe you two yes i know never have you i don't you can't relate matt (laughs) i could go to walgreens should we play a little (laughs) bit of that song yeah play i mean even just three seconds you'll hear it yeah do we do i know sel youtube Oh, damn. Also, look at the vibe. Yeah. Ah, so they stole, they like it's animated. A it's, it's an interpolation. Yeah. No, it's not a sample, it's an interpolation. Yeah. And then they basically animated the cover. That's yeah. what I feel like so, they made a movie out of the yeah, cover. So That's cool. That particular song is an interpolation of that. And it's just so specific. Because, like, first of all, like, I've never met anybody culturally that's both like. You know, like Greek and Persian, and yeah. then like having a song that melds those two influences is just crazy to me. Because like on my my other side, my mom's side, like my grandmother would always play gugush. Yeah. Um, and she still performs to this day. After the revolution in '79, she left and she performs internationally. Actually, shout out the, to gugush. Shout out to Gugush, okay? She's the queen. She's the queen. And I had the honor of seeing her perform. She she came to Queens and played, and I met her, and I was just, like, shaking. Yeah, you got to be a GOAT. If somebody said they had the honor to see you, oh, man, you had to be the GOAT. Yeah, for for Persians, it's like meeting the president. Yeah. You know, but anyways, this whole record by Stella is is gorgeous, and uh, I just really, really enjoyed it, I think. Yeah, if you like that, listen to the rest of the record because it's really cool. No, I love, I love that. I appreciate you bringing that in. I love that one. Stella is very, is being very true to herself and her culture and where she comes from, and I, and I love that it specifically resonates with you on like multiple different levels. Yeah, it's just like so specific. Yeah, we got to yeah. get Pops's. Uh, we got to know reaction video. Yeah, get the reaction video yeah. going. That would be fire. Yeah, because um. because kind of the trend in in Cyprus and in Greece, like when I do go back there. They usually play, like, whatever thing was on pop radio 10 years ago here in the States, that's what's on radio over there. Yeah. Like, Mm. in terms of the Western music and then, like, their 
modern a lot of the modern artists are just trying to emulate that and he's like oh i don't like that no i like the <laughs> classic sound so i'll let you know yeah. pops proves uh, stella but yeah also that record was put out by sub pop which is oh yes that the sub pop debut mm. which is freaking cool yeah. I, I don't know how many artists are coming out of Athens and and dropping music with sub pop so yeah that that is also something I forgot to mention but I thought that was very interesting as yeah well. that's huge so yeah Big check shit. it out all right Rashad what's what's what are we ending <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna close it out strong so here we are with Arima Adira Portals Nice little ballad, you know what I'm saying? A beautiful way to end. I, I, I feel like we went on a roller coaster. Yes. We, we went on a roller coaster, but you landed us I, I did it the Genesis softly. way. The Genesis way. That's how Genesis would have did it. She would have definitely played the saddest song. Well, it's an homage to <laughs> Of the night at the very end. <laughs> so that is a homage to the bit dog, Genesis. But nah, so she is born in Atlanta. Based in L.A., you know, got a few write-ups here and there, apparently going on tour with more and more, which I'd learned recently. And again, a, a beautiful ballad. It's just like just very deep, beautiful harmonies. It's just un- undeniable. And then I, I found a little excerpt on uh, her band camp 
just well, she wrote a little paragraph about what it's about. And she said, it's a message about longing to be longed for. Mm. How humility guided me through a portal back to myself after heartache. It's about confronting why the absence of love seems to be the only time we realize we're out of time to say how we earnestly feel. I'm like, okay, you got it. That's deep. Old soul right there. Very deep. And then she has all the lyrics on Bandcamp, and then you can really get into it. But um, Very deep. Yeah. That's interesting you say old soul off of that because that's very much. And she produced it. Very much Co-produced it. Her brand as well. Oh, yeah, and the video. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. I forgot to mention that. Beautiful video. Beautiful video. video. And I love, you know, I love that what you just read, and I also do love the, the metaphor of the the song like your eyes being portals know, yeah two holes sitting on your face that look like portals sinking through a maze like that is just very poetic and and a very beautiful interesting image as well yeah it it is it's very deep it is it is poetry you really think about it because once you explain it and then you look at the lyrics it's like you're saying it in a very artistic way so shout out to her and I don't know. We've, have we played John Bap? We played John Bap. We played John Bap. Yo, because he's playing guitar on this. Is he? Yes, he's co-producing and playing guitar on this. Mm-hmm. Ah, he's everywhere. Yeah, low that's key. crazy low because key. Uh, he's like everywhere. Yeah. You know who played John Bap? Who played John Bap? I thought we played John Bap. There, I feel like I'd be surprised if in nine seasons and we did You play. haven't. <laughs> so this is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Jordan Page, a.k.a. Mm. Very Advanced, played John DJ Bapp. Very Advanced, played John Bapp on our... Very first episode. S- first, second episode ever. Yeah, first episode ever. I think first episode we ever did was, like, no guest. Yeah, first yeah. episode we had a guest. Jordan was our first guest, and he played John Bapp's... I can't remember the name of the song, but... But, but that's yeah. a hell of a callback. That's season one. That's season one. <laughs> season fucking uh, one. So I love that. Shout out John Bapp still putting in that work. Big shout out to John Bapp. From Bapp Dallas, Texas, you feel me? Still going in. Yeah, that was beautiful. Drop bombs. <laughs> season nine, no soundboard. <laughs> still no soundboard. <laughs> no, I have no... This is the... That's, that's my mouth, that's guys. There's no, no board here. Give us another bomb as I, <laughs> as I wrap it up. Because... We did a lot. We went around the world. We did a lot emotionally. We did a lot energetically. Started it out over in Australia, down under. Never with, do that uh, one again. <laughs> <can't> relate. <laughs> but Ashwarya, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Rashad brought us a beautiful, or actually we went to Ghana right after that. We did Mad by Super Jazz Club. Incredible collective. We had Bliss Samza with Cold Shoulder. Beautiful falsetto. Brought it to the club. Girls by the Dare. Went to Greece, up and away by Stella, and ended it landing softly, two feet on the ground with portals by Arima Adira. Bro, season nine. It started. It started. (laughs) The train has left the station. We back, baby. We back. Athena, we can't wait to, to do this again with you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for being here and riding this wave with us. Sit tight. This episode is not over. We caught up with hip-hop artist Ben Riley before the New York stop on his first national tour opening for Token. 
Catch a snippet of our sit down here and check back next week for the full interview. In the meantime, go peep his debut album, Freelance, as well as last year's follow-up, Charlie. Enjoy. Ben Riley. What's going on, Welcome bro? Welcome to Not 97. Thank you for having me. Welcome, uh, I guess, back to New York, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, did you grow up You grew up in Brooklyn? Yeah, Brownsville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I spent a, a big portion of my life in Brownsville as well as Atlanta, too. So, like, both cities is, like, home for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is, this is my first time back 2023. Uh, I came back a lot since then, though. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. How's the how's the tour feel? Was it two dates already? Uh yeah, two dates. We just did uh Toronto. That was my first time in Toronto. And then uh we did Buffalo and then we got Boston and then we got uh Gramercy Theater Theater out here too. So yeah. um so far so good. So far so good. I've been enjoying every bit of it. Yeah. Is this like the biggest tour you've been on? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> um what, what are we doing like twenty twenty something dates? Like back to back to back to back. It's definitely like my biggest tour. You know, it's it's taking some adjustment because like I just I like to shower, so it's just like <laughs> you try to find somewhere to go every day. It's like, but like that, I guess that's the fun in it, like having to thug it out and figure out how to uh, maneuver. Yeah, so, yeah, for it's sure, fun. it's exciting. So I guess like before diving into fully your music, I think I was you know kind of reading up and everything and had known a little bit about the background of your name. I think just by talking to people. And I thought it was interesting. Like, I was when I was reading the Pigeons interview, I know, you know, Ben Riley coming from, like, kind of superhero alter ego type stuff. You know, I read that story about you talking about when you were at your day job and, like, people came in and were like, yo, your, your oh, full yeah. name is beautiful. Like, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you kind of flipped it and said, all right, Ben stands for, like, B. Nari, that's, mm-hmm. that's your name? Yeah, my name is Nari, so... um. I basically just, yeah, so the name is a double entendre. Yeah. So it's Ben Riley in relation to, like, a comic book superhero. But it's also Ben Riley as a, like, a, like, sort of like a mantra or a reminder to myself to, like, remain myself and embrace myself. Yeah. And never forget that, no matter if I have an alter ego or not. So um, that's really... Do you think of Ben Riley different from Nari? Like, are those two different characters for you? Or not characters, because Nari is who you are, but... It's, so Ben Riley is, is an extension of myself, right? I feel like Ben Riley is myself heightened. So like I'm a chill dude on a daily, but Ben Riley's gonna be like like everything or my confidence dialed up to a ten. My um my insecurities probably dialed up to a ten. Everything that I feel um like is regular or just natural for me, we're gonna make it supernatural. Yeah. So that's really what it is. It's just embracing the power and making it great power. Yeah. So I know you're very intentional with everything that you do from kind of like going in on where that name comes from and everything. You know, I think you, the intentionality comes through in the music, whether it's like sonically, lyrically, the art direction, but I think Appreciate it. it's interesting that it even goes deeper than that. For me that, you know, learning about Freelance debut album off of something that you read about Cardinals, you were like, there's going to be 13 songs. It's going to be 28 minutes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess like how important is it for you to like build those concepts around the work that you're doing? Um, so for me, uh, I guess it's because I like comic books. I like to see, like, just a fully fleshed-out concept, when, especially when it comes to music. I feel like that's I feel like that's when artists can really push themselves is when they try to build, like, sonics to a concept, to a theme, to, like, you know, a story. 
So, like, freelance was just that for me. It was me figuring out how to, like, make every song apply to freedom and somehow tie in birds into that and somehow tie in the red cardinal bird into that and, like, putting bird sounds in there. Like, or if, like, if I want to bleep out a curse word, I'll put a bird chirp in there like, just for creative, like, so I would do shit like that. So, um, for me, I just, I feel like that just makes it a lot more fun, um, especially, like, for repeat listening. Like, you go back and listen, you'd be like, oh, snap. Like, I didn't even catch that the first time, but I catch it now. Yeah. You know, like, very small details to my lyrics. Has that always been a thing, even when you were a kid doing stuff? You were, like, very meticulous with it? Um, yeah. Yeah, more or less. Like, even with our group music, we got group, uh, I'm in a group, and we got group projects where we, like, we got a project dedicated to women, and we call it Demo 215, and it's like a, it's like a therapy session with us. Like, a, like, not a therapy session, but, like, just like a, like a, uh, what's it called? Not like an AA meeting. Yeah. But it's like it's like us sitting in a circle of women hearing their stories and applying it to songs. Crazy. So that's that's yeah. what, you know, and that was like yeah. 2017. So yeah, you know, yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. we've been like that. So um, yeah. With kind of building those concepts, building those worlds out. I know you also write a lot of treatments and stuff for mm-hmm. visuals. Is that something that's always been there for you? Is that something that like goes hand in hand with the music, or are those two? kind of different processes where you make a song and you already have that vision of what it looks like or you make the song and you got to go back and be like, all right, wh- how, how do I represent this visually? So most times when I like when I write a song, um, especially a song, like nine times out of ten, if I when I write a song and finish a song, I know a few things. I know, okay, this is going to be a song I'm going to perform and this is how I'm going to perform it. This is going to be a song that I will shoot a video to because I can imagine a visual to it. So when I write songs, I try to like picture myself performing it and yeah. then picture myself shooting a video to it and how I would do it. So a lot of times, like, I'll have a concept already in my head. So, yeah, I write a lot of my visual treatments uh, alongside of uh, Jacob Rink, who's, mm-hmm. like, my videographer. Um, and we just collab on ideas most of the time, but, yeah, that's really what it is. Check back next week for the full interview with Ben Riley. Subscribe to Not97 on your preferred streaming platform. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Tap in with us. See you next week. Whoa.